Hi guys, this is Miriam and you are welcome to Journey Sweet Podcast. I hope that you're doing very well. Um, I am playing a YouTube video right now. The song that is playing is called The Blessing with Carrie Job and Cody Keynes. Fantastic song. And um, my I am at home right now and my window, because I have a um I have a door in my room, um, you know, that allows you know space to go to the garden. And I'm opening the door right now and the weather is absolutely beautiful and is 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 it's interesting that you know sometimes yeah especially when when we go through a hard season or when you know there's a crisis like what we you know what is going on in the world right now with you know as you know COVID-19 the coronavirus everyone's speaking about it sometimes it can be so easy to just forget to look around and I'm looking around on this beautiful Monday 16th of March and like the weather is is really nice like it's sunny the sky is blue um it's it's cold okay it is cold but you know the weather's nice and it's lovely and it just makes me so grateful to you know it's it's a blessing to be alive it's a blessing to breathe air because there are people out there who are in hospitals that people out there even if they're not in hospitals there are people out there who don't have the liberty and the freedom to just breathe air thinking about those who are in prisons those who are sick those who have chronic illnesses um those who are you know there are people out there who unfortunately are going through hard times are kidnapped and stuff like that which honestly is is that 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 first of all is is, is an issue in itself but that people who are you know who don't you know because I, I was watching a documentary on on netflix about you know um you know kidnapping cases and stuff and it's like there are people out there who you know you don't know what's going on in the world there are people who don't have that freedom of just breathing air who are just don't have that liberty to to just breathe air and would do anything to just go back to the time where they could just go out and breathe air. And so, you know, in times of crisis, it's so easy to just forget about the little things, to to just, it's so easy to, you know, to, to just take for granted air, to take for granted light, you know, just the sun, you know, the fact that, you know, we can go out and we don't have to take a torch with us in daylight because the sun is there freely for us and illuminates our paths when we walk. And things like this, honestly, you know, life is hard. You know, life life is a journey. Like, I think sometimes as humans, we make life hard for ourselves, you know, because, you know, we are ambitious, we have dreams, we have goals, we compare ourselves. And so sometimes we make life hard for ourselves you know, because of the expectations that we ourselves put on ourselves. And we forget to just appreciate life and we forget to realize that life in itself is a gift. The fact that we are alive is a gift. And whether we live tomorrow, whether we live in two months' time, whether we live in 80 years, whether we live in 100 years, everyone will die one day except if Christ because I'm a Christian except if Christ comes before that and but the truth is that we will not have the same body in heaven our bodies will change and so this life 
our bodies in itself is decaying. Our bodies are temporary. Everything that we see in life is temporary. And I'm reminded of a um, a chapter, I don't know where exactly in the Bible, there's somewhere in the Bible where um particular chapter, yeah, as I was reading it, that really, you know, anytime I read it, it kind of, it never really stood out to me until like recently. And basically is, um, so I'm re- let me read it to you. It's basically Mark 13 in the Bible. And Jesus speaks about the future. So as Jesus was leaving the temple that day, he was surrounded by his disciples. One of his disciples, you know, I'm paraphrasing by saying that one of his disciples was excited, okay? And he was walking with Jesus. You know, Jesus was cool, you know, so he was walking with Jesus. And one of his disciples said, teacher, God, Christ, teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at impressive stones in the walls. And Jesus replied, Yes, look at these great buildings, but they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of one another, you know. And then later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives across the valley from the temple. Peter, James, John and Andrew came to him privately and asked him, tell us when will all this happen? What sign will show that the, will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? And then he speaks about, you know, the, the signs of the end of times and stuff like that. But what's, what's is standing out to me from this chapter is the fact that, you know, the disciples were so excited talking about Jesus, yeah? <laughs> Jesus, look at these buildings. Look at these nice buildings. Look at these nice churches. Look at these nice houses. Like, look at how nice the world looks like right now. Like, like look at this. But look at this building. Look at the architecture. And Jesus just like Jesus had like had no chill, you know. Jesus was like, Yeah, yeah, it's nice, but all this, all these beautiful things that you see here, all these buildings that you see, they will be demolished. Everything will pass away. So whether we live today, guys, whether we live tomorrow, whether we live in 80 years, everything in this world is temporary. Like I think fear and anxiety comes when like we sometimes forget that I think fear and anxiety comes when we forget that we are here temporarily, you know, and the, the reality is that everything that we see, everything is temporary, everything, the earth and everything is temporary. And, and when I realize that it makes me appreciate life and it makes it like, it makes me, it makes it easier to go through hard times knowing that this will pass away. Yes, I'm going through this. Yes, we're going through this right now, but it will pass away eventually. And obviously, you know, we are here to also enjoy life. We're not meant to just go through misery, but everything has a season. In the good times, in the hard times, when we go through hard times, it's important to remember that, yo, yeah, we're going through the hard time, but everything is temporary. Not just temporary in te- in the sense that Jesus will come, but even the seasons, the difficult seasons in life are temporary. There's a time to, you know, where we go through hard times and we have to, um, um, you know, we have to sow and there's a time for harvest. There are good times, there are bad times. But I think what helps in those times is just to know that, yo, even the good time, even the hard times, will transform into good times eventually. Not just when Jesus comes, but even in this world, there will be good times. And I know that, you know, today is March 16th, um, Monday, and I will hope I hope to publish this today. Um, but 
you know, with this epidemic, yeah, I don't know how to, 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 is how do you say epidemic, epidemic, I don't know, with this spread of the virus, of this thing that is spreading, you know, yo, let's be real, it's not, it's not easy, you know, it's not easy, and especially, you know, I'll tell you my story a little bit, especially when you're someone who is, who is anxious, okay, who is anxious, I don't want to say anxious by nature, but who has a lot of anxiety already, you know, think about those who already have OCD, you know, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, think about people who already have OCD and it's like, yo, they always have to wash their hands, just imagine what they're going through today, but what's going on with the virus and stuff, like, Yo, these things can make this like these, this, 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 this. The conditions of our world today can make anxiety worse for some people, and can make conditions worse by thinking about those who have OCD already, those who already have anxiety, those who already have to deal with depression and are fighting depression every day. What we're going through right now in the world does not make it easy at all for these people, and so I just wanted to. You know, I don't know how long this video will be, but I just wanted to encourage you, you know, anyone listening who is, you know, because we're all going through the same thing, who is, you know, who is going through it and who feels anxious, just know that you're, you're not alone. And for me, I'm someone who, you know, not everyone knows because I don't really speak often. <laughs> uh, my mom probably knows because she knew me from birth and she knows the person that I am and she's seen me in my worst and so she knows me, and I guess people close to me would know that I faced certain things uh, when it comes to anxiety. Um, since I remember as a child, I've always been anxious. Like I always say, I often say that anxiety is one of the things that were there from birth. Um, like health anxiety more specifically. And this may have to do with the fact that when I was young, when I was a baby, in fact, I was ill. Uh, for those who don't know, I had a heart operation when I was younger, six months, because I had what is called a congenital heart disease. Um, but then it's a miracle how I recovered because, you know, what happened is that my they tried to operate me the first time. It didn't work out. And, you know, the doctor told my parents that they had to operate me a second time because the first heart surgery didn't work out. And the risks for the second surgery was elevated because I was a baby. But then my mom was like, no, you're not going to operate my baby for a second time. And so what my mom did yeah, is that she prayed and prayed and prayed day and night. And, you know, um, you know, in the second x-ray or whatever, you know, when the doctor looks at your heart, uh, my heart was completely recovered. And so the hole that was in my heart was nowhere to be found, really. And it's a miracle in itself. And, you know, it is a miracle. Even just the fact that I'm here and the how I recovered as a baby is a miracle. The doctors could not understand how one prayer could say, like, how one prayer saved me. Um, and so I think, though I was a baby, my mom told this story. Told, told me this story about my journey and my testimony from a very young age. So my mom never hid the fact that when I was a baby, I was super ill. And so I think I grew up with that consciousness. And so unconsciously, growing up, I always had this fear of sicknesses. Not this fear, but this hate for sicknesses. I don't like to see people sick. It makes me really sad to see people sick. And so, you know, I grew up with this health anxiety, like I would get a symptom and then I would think that I'm dying or something. And so throughout my years, I've always had to fight health anxiety and it may have to do with what I went through as a child. And I remember growing up, 
um, you know, because when I was young, when I was in school back in France, I would always, you know, I don't know, I would always be so curious about illnesses. And so I would bother my teachers about about questions. I would bother my teachers with questions about sicknesses. Why do people get sick? Why do people get sick? Why is this? And so my teachers found it so weird. They're like, wait, Miriam, do you want to be a doctor? And I was like, not really. And so I was transferred to a psychologist, <laughs> like literally, like, because I was like always asking about sicknesses. And I think my teachers thought, you know what, Miriam, yeah, she's always curious about sicknesses. I think she should see somebody, right? And I remember, I remember, you know, going to a psychologist when I was like eight years, nine years. And, you know, the psychologists will ask me about, you know, why am I so interested in sicknesses? Why do I keep asking about sicknesses and stuff? And then she would ask me questions about my childhood. Does it have to do with the fact that, you know, and I remember when she asked me this question, it triggered something in me that I literally walked out of the of the office. As a nine-year-old or ten-year-old, I walked out of the office because the question she would ask me triggered something in me. And I don't know if it was a trauma or something. It just triggered something in me that I could not talk about my childhood. And I, I could not find out why I was so interested or so afraid of sicknesses. And I remember leaving the office. And that day I was like, I would never tell someone my story. Because I don't want people to judge me. And so I think what I went through as a child kind of developed anxiety when it comes to sicknesses. When it comes to death. is very interesting. And so I think one of the things that. God had to deal with me, yeah. One of the things that God had to deal with me, uh, once I became like born again, once once I got to know Christ and once I actually got to understand my faith and Christianity, one of the things that God had to rip off and had to kind of rip off me is the foundation of that I had because I had wrong foundations. And so one of the things that God had to reap, one of the things that I really had to work on and that God had really had to work on in me is my fears and, you know, my anxiety. Because when you grew up being anxious for no reason, when you grew up with that consciousness that you were ill as a child and so you always feel the need to protect yourself. And then you become born again and God is telling you that you're a new creature. It doesn't, you don't change like that. There's a lot of things that God had to change. God, you have to renew your mind. It's a lot of work. It's like God had to rip off the wrong foundation to, to you know, to, and replace it with the foundation of his word. To replace it with boldness. Replace it with power. You know, replace it with all good things. And so one of the, this is definitely a work that I had to do over the years, becoming, you know, being a Christian and really getting to know who I am and, you know, coming to myself is just letting go of fear, letting go of the wrong foundation, because literally I would have nightmares. I would just be so afraid of, 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 of death, of, of sicknesses, of not being in control. And God definitely had to work within me to let go of all these fears. And so when you're someone who is, who has kind of these when you're someone who has this, or when you're someone who, who had, who, I don't know how to explain it, but when you're someone who had to deal with this, or is in a journey of recovery, or is in a journey of, you know, uh, you know, God is changing you and transforming you into the person that you're meant to be, and he's letting you go of, you know, he's, you're letting go of fears and anxiety of your past, and then something like a, this virus outbreak happens, 
if you're not careful it can trigger you and it can make you go so anxious especially if you're someone like me who is prone to anxiety or if you're someone who deals with OECD or if you're someone even if you're not anxious if you're a person who lacks to be in control things like this if you're not careful can make you go off track like all the progress that you've made over the years if you let you know what is going on in the world affect you it can make you go off track and so I have a thought for people who, you know, have to, you know, I have a thought for people who over the years have made progress when it comes to the anxiety, you know, people who have worked hard to, you know, overcome depression and overcome fear and overcome anxiety. I have a thought for you guys. And I just want to encourage you to, you know, not give up on the fight to let go of anxiety, not give up on the fight of you know your mind not give up on you know on the battle of your mind not give up on fighting keep on fighting yes it's not easy what we're going through in this what is going on in the world but don't give up don't let your guard down and so i want to give you guys tips on things that have helped me to you know to not to not to not remain anxious or to not be anxious and you know hopefully these tips will these tips will help you one advice and one tip that I can give you guys here, yeah, and in fact, you may not even mean me. I've never read. I think everyone has dealt with anxiety for some level, in some level, you know. Even if you're someone who likes to be in control, there are people out there who don't like to lose control. You want to be in control, but when things like this happen with COVID nineteen and viruses and stuff like that, it's like you you're not in control anymore and that can make you go like that can that can be crazy okay so hopefully the tips that i will give you in terms of things that have helped me during that is helping me um hopefully it will help you too so the first thing that i can tell you is take the necessary break you know, obey that voice that tells you to stop and take a break or resource yourself yo all of us have this voice guys let's not lie all of us have it don't lie guys don't lie all of us have that voice in us that tells us to stop you you, you know you have you know that feeling when it's like you've done too much or when you've you've scrolled on instagram for too long when you're getting anxious when you're getting you know when when it's like you're doing too much when you're too much when you're when you have like when you've done too much when you've spent too much time reading the news and reading about COVID-19 or when you've spent too much time reading things that just doesn't really encourage you that voice that inside tells you Miriam stop take a break all of us have it but it's a thing of whether we obey it or not and sometimes the more we don't obey it the more we become immune to that voice and that's when the problem comes. Okay, so one advice that I can give you is to listen to that voice that tells you to stop and to take a break. And for me, I guys, I did journalism, you know, and I do journalism. And it's a thing where I have interviews after interviews and in interviews, yeah, with news organizations. One question that they ask you is... They, basically, they want to assess your knowledge about the news and the world. And so constantly... Is like I have to read the news and update myself. And you're, when you're in this industry where you constantly have to read the news, it can be so easy to just be soaked up in what's going on that you forget to resource yourself. And one thing that I learned is, Miriam, take a break. And it starts with, it's a decision that you have to make, guys. 
It's all about when you wake up in the morning, the tone that you're setting. Is the first thing that you do when you wake up is reading the news? Is it the first thing that you do? Is the first thing that you do when you wake up is checking your WhatsApp messages? Yo, that's not going to help you. So one thing that's helped me is honestly, I start the day with some worship music for like an hour just to resource myself. And don't be afraid, yeah, that even after you spend that one hour with God in the morning, two hours later, you may feel the need to still spend time with him. Or you may still feel the need to resource yourself. Don't don't ignore that voice. Even if it's a five-minute thing where you need to read the word for like a five minutes, for five minutes, or you need to just take a break for five minutes, or you need to listen to some uplifting music for five minutes do it even if you spend that time with god already and you feel like you need to again do it don't ignore that voice and so for some people it might be spending time in the word how they resource themselves for some people it might be through watching funny shows and one thing that i can tell you is honestly watching funny programs and watching like korean dramas have really helped me but it doesn't really fill the void it's just temporary pleasure okay but what has really helped me is honestly just listening to worship music journaling like writing in my journal that's really helped me. So one th- one tip that I can give you is just to not ignore that voice that tells you to take a break. It could also be calling a friend. That's what I did the first time, you know. I called a friend. Like, don't be afraid. You know, you, you call a friend. You know, because we are all in this together. So call a friend. Call someone that you trust. Even if it's just for five minutes, for ten minutes, call someone call someone listen to worship music take a break from scrolling and scrolling just do something that resorts you this really helped me another tip that i can give you is to write in your journal if you're writing your diary you know because i believe that while we you know what is going on in the world with you know the negative news it will pass away i believe it's for a season um and so i think it really helps when you write you know, so that years from now, you can look back at this and be like, yo, yo, I remember when this happened. So write how you're feeling down, you know, write how you're feeling down so that years from now, when you're going through another tough time, because life is a journey, you'll be able to look back at God's faithfulness and you'll be able to look back at, you know, like what you went through and you know, it would encourage you. So that definitely is a tip that I can give you. Another tip that I can give you is take the necessary precautions. And I will speak later on this on this episode. I'll speak about, you know, um, how this outbreak or how this thing has really um has really encouraged the church community to think up to think to think. You know, how this has, you know, you know, how this outbreak is making us the is making us as Christians or as the church ask the right questions. But Another tip that I can give you is take the necessary precautions, okay? Don't don't be silly like that, you know? Even people that are like, you know, Christ is with me, God, Christ is protecting me, so so I'm just going to go wild. Like, please, like, God has given you wisdom, you know? So take the necessary precautions, wash your hands, that's very important. Um, don't touch your face, buy what's needed, <laughs> buy what's needed, guys, um, but don't go crazy, um, if you can work from home, do so. Sometimes you have to take your own precautions, okay? And inform yourself. 
by using the right sources. Because, you know, when, you, when during this outbreak, yeah, I've been so annoyed by the... By, by those who have nothing to say saying things. By those who don't have the correct information spreading false information. I've been so annoyed by that. Okay. So, honestly, one tip that I can give you is get the right information, the necessary information. Get to know about the symptoms. Get to know about all of this. But also know, be like have the correct perspective. Guys, it's very cold in the UK. And so a lot of people have colds. A lot of people may have the flu. A lot of people have coughs because it's cold. It's the season for that. Okay? So don't think that because you have a cold that you're sick. Look at, you know, that information's out there about different symptoms for allergies, different symptoms for cold and different symptoms for this particular condition of COVID-19. So make sure that you're smart. Make sure that you inform yourself correctly. Don't panic and think that because you have a cough, you're dying, okay? So get the correct information, you know, get the correct information. And the, the, the other thing that I can tell, the other tip that I can give you is, yo, if you're anxious, you have to, like, if you're anxious out of your mind that like you can't sleep and stuff, you have to ask yourself the question, what are you actually scared of? Is it death? Everyone's going to die. And one thing that you have to know, everyone's going to die one day, okay? But one thing that you have to know here is that God will never allow you to have something that you're, meant, you're not meant to have. If it's not written... Guys, if it's not written in your, if it's not written in God's plan for your life, for you to have the disease or for you to have a certain disease, you will not have it. What actually are you scared of? Okay, because sometimes anxiety, you have to ask yourself. There's actually a deeper anxiety is always comes from a certain place. So, what are you scared of? Are you scared of death? Are you scared of whatever? And even another thing that you have to remind yourself, yeah, I've been talking about with my friends about it. Even if you have it, like even if, if even if you have the worst thing, God's sovereignty is bigger than anything that we might go through. Even if we go through the worst thing, because there are Christians out there, there are really nice people out there who are sick. There are nice people out there who have who have had to deal with cancer, who have had to deal with diabetes. I have family members that have diabetes. You know, does that mean that God is not good? Does that mean that God is not there? God's greatness is not dependent on whether you have something or you don't have something. God is great, period. Okay? And so God's greatness here can also be seen when we go through hard times, knowing that even if we go through the worst thing, God is still there. And he's still going to make us go through it. He's still going to be with us as we're going through the fire. As we're going through the hard times. As we're going through this period. This difficult period. God will be with us. And by God's grace we will overcome it. By God's grace we will be healed. By God's grace even though we have to go through this. We will be fine. And God will walk with us through to the other side. This is one thing. This is one thing that we have to remind ourselves that even in the hard times, there's beauty in the hard times. And even if we have to go through the worst, even if we go through the worst things, God's grace is sufficient and he will be with us as we walk in through it. And God, yo, 
You know, even the devil, guys, have to ask God for permission before he put thing before he does something to us. Devil, the devil has to ask God for permission. So just know, yeah, that God will not allow anything to happen to you that you are not meant to have. And even if whatever happens, he will be with you. He will guide you. He will protect you. He will heal you. Okay. So as long as your life is in God's hands, as long as you know you are in in. In, in in your your home is God and you are you are abiding in Him, and you are under His wings. Just know that everything will work out for your good. Okay. So as I said earlier, this 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 virus outbreak, yeah. When it comes to the church community, it had honestly, like it has brought up, uh, it has brought along a lot of questions because, yo, um, you know there are people that they're saying. You know, on Twitter, if you're a Christian and you're staying home and you're self-isolating, then you don't have faith. You know, these these people, these 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 people, these people, these people that think that because you are Christian, you should just be unwise and just not wash your hands because God will just come down from heaven and protect you. Please, guys, yeah, this this honestly, this topic, this outbreak, honestly, I think yeah. I think that is good for some people. It's good. It's good for us to think about certain things as Christians. Okay, um, for example, in France, where my parents and my family resides, half of my family resides. Um, the the pri- the president, you know, closed all schools, all gatherings. You know, if you're more than hundred, you can't really gather because it's, you know now it's banned. For- and so you know, churches and stuff. And I remember on Saturday, I called my parents. Because, yo, I know my parents, you know, me, my parents, yeah, they love church. And so I called my parents and I, 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 I asked them, I, I called them and asked them, what are you guys going to do? What are you guys going to do about this situation? Like, have you guys planned? Have you guys had meetings about what to do about this situation? And, yo, this is something that no one could have prepared for. But I think as a leader, as a Christian leader, I think it's very important to be wise and think about your congregation. Okay. If you know it's not safe for your people to gather and meet up, don't be like God has given us faith, so we will just meet and we just trust God. Okay, back in the day, yeah, back in Bible days, back in John's days, back in the disciples' days, there was no technology. And God has given us the gift of what is technology, where people can do church online, where people can do these things online, so that when there's a crisis, when the government is saying gathering should be banned, we have technology to help us. And I don't think it would be wise for people to just be like, yo, this has been put in place, but we're just going to, we just believe God. And so we're just going to meet in our thousands. Let's use wisdom. We think like this. Okay. Let's use wisdom. If you, if you really care about your sheep, if you really care about your people, you also have to think about their health. You also have to think about their safety. We believe that God is good and he will not, you know, he will not let certain things happen to us, but yo, he has also given us wisdom. And I like how this, yeah, this outbreak is bringing a lot of conversations. You know, it's making us think about a lot of things. Sometimes you need things like this, you know, because sometimes people are so comfortable. And you just need things like that to remind you that, yo, yo, this life, yo, yo, this life. And another thing that this outbreak, I think the, the positive side of it. It has made me realize that we are all the same. No matter how rich, how poor, how whatever you are, we're actually all the same. 
And yo, you're not in control of anything. Like, if you depend on your own self, you're doomed. If you have no hope and you just depend on the government, thank God that this Boris Johnson, yeah, is not my only hope. I'm just saying. Thank God that these political leaders are not my only hope, are not my hope, and I have a hope in something higher than them. Because I'll be panicked right now, okay? I'll be panicked right now. So, one thing that, you know, this thing, I guess, can... One good aspect that this outbreak, I guess, has brought is just the realisation that we're actually all the same, guys. We are all the same. We all seek for security. We all seek for peace. And no matter how much of a control freak you are, you're like, your life in God's hand, yeah? We are all the same in God's hands. Like, we are all the same in God's eyes. You have no control over your life. You have no control over your life because we are actually all the same. No matter how rich, how poor you are, we are all the same. As a Christian, though I'm not in control of my life, I just know that God is. And so even if, you know, even in the worst of situations, God still reigns. I'm not in control of my life. I can't control my life. I can't control what my tomorrow holds. But God... God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was king yesterday. He's going to be king today. He, he, he is king today. He will be king tomorrow. And so though I'm not in control of my life, I can't control what tomorrow holds. I can't control this outbreak and how it goes. God is. And one of the weapons that he's given us as Christians, yeah, is to pray. And prayer definitely works. And prayer is definitely something that we can use that I guess gives us power. But all in all, God is the ultimate. God is the ultimate. You can pray about something, but at the end of the day, God makes the decision. And so if your life, yeah, is in God's hands, there's nothing to fear. Even if the worst happens, if even if the world crumbles around you, there is nothing to fear because your life, your life is in God's hands. And so I want to encourage anyone who is listening and I'm speaking so much faith right now and I sound very bold and confident, but as I said, in the beginning, it's something like that I continuously have to make an effort to keep. You know, I have to make a decision that I'm not going to be depressed. I'm going to, I have to make a decision that I'm not going to be anxious. Every day is a decision, guys, that you have to make that no, I'm going to fight. I'm not going to seek in depression. I'm not going to be anxious. God is going to protect me. And even if I go through the hard times, even if I go through the worst, God's grace will still be there and he still keep me. I think that's the mindset to take so like guys let's keep safe let's wash our hands let's be healthy let's care about people in those times you know it's so funny because this outbreak they're saying you know we have to distance ourselves from other people but it's like how can you help people if you distance yourself it's so interesting it's so interesting but yo guys let's pray for other people you know let's you know let, let's pray about how we can be best like let's pray how we can best help our communities in times like this because sometimes we just don't know how can we help people in this situation so let's pray for those who are you know working doctors hospitals nurses who have to work extra shift those who work in grocery stores um you know who have to you know you have to work extra shifts overtime after overtime after overtime and then also have to think about protecting themselves people who have to commute to work um 
you know, people who have to commute to work, pregnant women, those who are pregnant and have to think about themselves. And first of all, being pregnant is not easy. And then there's this added anxiety on top of it. You know, let's pray for people around them. The best thing I think that we can do is pray, pray for our leaders. Um, you know, if you can help your community, look at what you can do to help your community as well. Um, you know, keep safe. And guys, we're gonna go through we're gonna go through. I believe that years from now we'll look back at this year. Our children will look back at this and be like, I can't believe there was no medicine for it. I can't believe people used to die from this. Oh my god, now it's so easy to 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 get better from this. You know, so years from now I feel like it's just gonna be one of those things that you know people will look back at and be like, Wow. Just like how HIV, people used to look at HIV years years ago and used to think that if you touch someone with HIV, you will die. <laughs> I think that's how we're reacting right now. And so years from now, we'll look back at this and just be like, wow. So just know it's for a season. Keep safe. Pray. Don't be anxious. You're going to be all right. Please, just another thing, yeah. Guys, yeah. Don't cough without covering your, your, your mouth. Like, don't cough just like that. Don't sneeze without using a tissue. Like, that's the least that you can do. Like, why? You know, like, last time I was I was taking the bus and someone just coughing and, ah! Like, what is this, man? Eh? It's not that I don't have faith, but... And those people, yeah, who were laughing. Last time I went to the grocery shopping, yeah, and I had a scarf over my nose. And I had gloves. And this, this people, this person was laughing. Some people were laughing. I'm like, yo, if you're not covering yourself, me, I'm covering myself. I don't know why you're laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. You're, you're buying toilet tissue, but you're laughing at me covering myself. Please don't laugh at those who are trying to protect themselves, okay? Don't laugh at them, okay? Anyways, take care of yourself, guys. God bless you. Bye.